0: Ladies and gentle ladies, thank you so much for listening to uh, Sock Cops Podcast. I, uh, I truly appreciate your, uh, your time and listening to it. Today's episode is, uh, is a little bit different. A lot of the, uh, the interviews and the people that I get on the podcast are just, uh, you know, like really good friends of mine. And, uh, you know, we're just sort of chit-chatting and talking and stuff like that. But this one, you know, warning, this one has content, Yes, that's right. This podcast actually has some content in it. I'm uh, talking to a very talented uh, illustrator and uh, comic book artist. Uh, You may know her as uh, Princess Jim or Princess underscore Jim 4, you know, depending on where you see her on the the interwebs. Uh, But the real name is uh, Jean Saint-Ange. Saint-Ange is your friend's last name, you know, which is pretty cool. And uh, she actually gives a lot uh, lot of helpful tips. On uh, you know how to if you if you're interested in doing uh, you know some sort of art or something like that on your own well pretty much anything you know being the freelancer, just doing stuff your own way you know she's been doing it for a while now and uh, you know we hear her story about how she uh, got started and and things like that and some of the uh, the problems and things that she's run into. And some of the things that she's come up with to help her, you know, do do her thing. So she's out there, you know, doing the stuff. So it's it's actually really uh inspirational. You know, like I say, it's some content which is new. She's in uh she's an illustrator and a, a comic book artist. So a comic book is uh is called uh, Finding Molly uh, that she draws for. It's available on uh, on Emmet Comics. We talk a little about a bit about that. So uh, I encourage you to go and find it and uh, read it. I enjoy it very much. And I'm not really a, a comic book guy. She also talks about uh, some comic book stuff. So without further ado, would you uh would you play the music still? This is unbelievable. Let's play the siren for the first time, call. So you you spend a lot of time doing the drawings then?
1: I do. I'm actually um, I I say I'm a freelance illustrator. I guess I've kind of more ventured into comics, uh, but it is my it's my full time job.
0: Oh, that is awesome! How long how long has that been your full time job?
1: Um, I technically I've been doing kind of small art jobs here and there, basically since I got out of college, which was back in 2012. But I actually like officially and kind of unintentionally went full time with it back. I guess it was January last year, uh, 2015. Oh. Um,
0: That's yeah, awesome. it
1: was a. Uh, it was actually pretty lucky. I wasn't expecting it to happen quite the way it did. Uh, I was just taking some time off work, and I was planning on getting another job, and then I didn't have to. <laughs>
0: That is a great – that's got to be pretty good. It? Was it t- what about that uh, That minute Did you realize you were like, hey, wait a minute. I ain't got to go work at, you <laughs> know, Subway or nothing like that.
1: Yeah, well, I had been working um, the last, like, full-time job I had before this. I worked for about two years at an office job mm-hmm. where I was a customer service rep and oh. uh, not the most fun job. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah
1: no. um, But it was, like, a grown-up job, and I was making, paying the bill of sort of money. And, um, you know, I'd been open for commissions that whole time, but I never really made a lot of money off of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess in early 2015 was when I really started getting traffic on my Instagram. And so people just... it's, It's one of those things of, like, if you are producing good work, if you do one commission, hopefully two of those people's friends are going to follow up with you. Right. Uh, so it kind of snowballed that way initially.
0: Oh, that's cool. So was Instagram was kind of the, uh, kind of the one that, uh, that really put you out there.
1: Yeah, actually. Um, I had Instagram probably for maybe like two years or so, uh, without really getting a big foothold in it. Um, and then I did a drawing, I think it was like I think it was like a portrait I did. I don't know if you watched the Mindy Project or The Office, um, but I did a little like cartoon of Mindy Kaling.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, she ended up reposting it on her Instagram.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, it. looking back, it didn't get me that many more followers. But at that point in time, I had had maybe like 300 followers for a long time. Right. And it kind of just gave me the little boost that I needed to start getting attention and you know so it took me two years to get to 10 grand and in the last five months i've i'm up to 30 grand right now on instagram for followers
0: oh my goodness gracious (laughs) that's insane that's awesome congratulations on that. that's good i think i'm I'm still in the in the route like the 300 parts myself on instagram but i can't draw you know so there you go maybe
1: you know what it's hard because it's um i I've been putting a lot of focus back into my Twitter account um, because Instagram, this is, I guess, is kind of maybe artist tips for young people. Yeah, uh, that's good. <laughs> I found um, Instagram has been really good with me connecting with people who maybe aren't artists, um, but who potentially want to commission me. So mm-hmm. it's been good that way uh, for kind of working on a brand and connecting with fans um, whereas Twitter, I've actually um, made a lot of industry contacts through there. Um, so I kind of describe it as like Instagram is punching down, Twitter is punching up. Ooh. Um, which is kind of the people that you meet and the kind of work connections that you can make. Um, so Twitter is a bit, again, I was kind of putting out a lot of stuff on Twitter for a few months without a lot of return but then i started talking i guess to the right people and Mm -hmm. i started to get a bit more traffic over there and twitter is definitely more of like if you're a writer is i find writers are able to get a foothold on twitter pretty easily
0: oh Um, yeah that makes sense
1: yeah as opposed to instagram which does favor visual stuff
0: yeah that makes sense that's cool that's that that's how i found out about you was through uh twitter the uh Mm -hmm the Emmett comics uh how do yeah. you say the Emmett comics they followed me and I was like who are these guys and I went and looked <laughs> and uh I was like oh these are awesome uh comics. and then for whatever reason there was uh you know find the Molly that really uh jumped out at me and I think you know maybe being the cat owner I don't know what it is <laughs> but uh <laughs> you know something that just really you know so I, I read the comics and stuff and I was like this is this is awesome so I started, you know I found out that you that you drew it and mm-hmm. uh, so I started following you on the Twitters and then by the being here <laughs> we are so there you go that's uh that's interesting. How did you, was it the tour that helped you get in touch with those guys? Or when did the comic book come into play?
1: Uh, again, this is probably something um, young people might like to hear. Uh, MX Comics, basically, they're a very new indie publisher uh, who wants to do a focus on stories for and by uh, people identifying as women, mm-hmm. which is a little bit different than a lot of comic publishers. Um, right. right now, their roster is kind of small. And how I actually found them was I came across a post on Tumblr. And it was basically, like, a call I was like, are you a lady artist do you want to draw comics? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, at that point in time, I legitimately had no comics in my portfolio. Mm-hmm. And they had me do, like, a test page and some character designs. And looking back, uh, I think they really... Took a chance
0: on me. <laughs> oh, really? You look at them now, and you're like, I would not hire me.
1: I've come a long way. Um, I'm but sure they it's, it's been a really good experience with them, as far as like my first like you know like pro comic job. I've had a really good experience working with them. Um, you know, my editor, Mattel, has been very like good for communication and working with uh, Justin Prado, who is uh, the writer for the comic. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I just, working with her has also been really easy, the way that she formats her scripts and everything like that. Um, I think the first issue we maybe had a little bit of growing pains, just with trying to figure out, like, you know, how many panels can we reasonably put on a page? Um, Oh, yeah. Especially for someone who has, like, no comics experience for drawing them. Um, But I think, basically, after, like, the first issue, I'm still pretty happy with, like, the other issues I've done for it. Um,
0: like, I'm not super embarrassed to show them to people. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, they're, they're really good. Now, are, were you like a, a comic? Because I'm I'm not much of a comic book person, which is why it uh, it struck me, you know, that I, that I like this comic book so much. You know, I mean, I've read a few in my days, but I've never been one of those, you know, mm-hmm. Superman, Spider-Man kind of cats or whatever that goes out and, and does them. So are you a, a, a comic book person?
1: I know that this is probably sounds bad when I'm making comics for a living. (laughs) Um, I actually am not, like, for me personally, I'm not super into, like, the whole superhero genre and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, me neither. Um,
1: Like, I've never been really a big Marvel or DC person, and it's only really since I've started doing comics and meeting peers and talking to other artists who are working on other projects that I'm actually like, oh, maybe, um, maybe this is something that I could get into because, you know... Um, I don't know if you've read uh, the new Batgirl comic.
0: I have not, no. Um,
1: that is by... Sorry, it's... Brendan Fletcher does the writing. Uh, then there's Cameron Stewart and Babs Tarr, who is the team who works on it. And that was really one... Um, I actually was chatting with the writer Adam TCAF a couple weekends ago, which is the Toronto Comic Art Festival. Oh, nice. And he was saying, he's like, you know, when this project came up, DC was really like, we'll let you do it, but we don't really care about it. Like, they weren't banking on it being as successful as it was. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of that realization, I think, that, you know, Babstar does very, very beautiful comics, but they are very, it's not fair to have that butt in there, but, but they are very feminine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that they were kind of like, girls don't want to read superhero comics. And immediately, um, just with a huge unexpected success from this from this comic, it was something like, "Oh, I guess girls do want to read superhero comics." Right. Which is kind of goofy, right? Because that's like, that's half the population. Why wouldn't you want them to be buying your
0: comics? Exactly.
1: But so, I think that in the last couple of years, even though when I was younger I didn't really read those comics. It has been becoming a lot more friendly to my demographic and being like how can we get these people interested in reading our books so it's a very interesting time to be working in comics especially i think as a female creator
0: yeah that no and it's uh it's like an independent uh kind of thing too i mean you guys are just sort of doing it you know what i mean and that's one thing i really like about it mm-hmm that it's not you know you don't have to go through all these gatekeepers and stuff and you know it's it's interesting that you say that because you know comic books are, are generally associated with you know Batman's and, and, and all that kind of stuff but I mean it's there's all kind of other stuff out there there's it's a whole art form that you know yeah. it's got all these different sub you know things to it and stuff like that it's not just the superheroes
1: well exactly and another big thing I think has been um. For me, even though I didn't read, I still don't buy singles of comics. Like I'd rather just read it online, mm-hmm. if I can. Like is a really good place to just read individual issues online as they come out. Oh yeah, and you're still supporting the publisher. Um, but it's like right now we're in a very interesting time because it's so easy to have a web comic now. Um, right. Whereas even like a few years ago, it wasn't that easy. Um, but you have a lot of different channels now, and you don't need somebody to say i want to use your comic idea you can just be like i'm going to make this comic and if people like it uh we'll go from there um so it does take a little bit of the risk out of like you don't have to publish anything hard copy until you start making like getting traction with it
0: right yeah that's true because that would be you know it cost a bunch of money just to print them up and you know be on the side of the road or something it's a (laughs) comic's for sale you know yeah so you could just do it online, and that's you know that's the way that I've read the Define uh, the, the Mollies is the uh, mm-hmm. is the online version of it. I did. You guys are doing a cool thing right now. I don't know if anybody's interested. You can uh, go. You <laughs> put in your emails, and then they send you the, the what the first issue. Yeah. And you can uh, and you can read it. You
1: get The first issue, and you it's you get entered into a draw for some other merchandise as well. So that's pretty
0: cool. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> I thought that was neat. And I saw an interview uh, with you on there, and I recently got the. Uh, an interview with uh justin pedo justine Perdot the uh mm-hmm. the the writer so how do you now i sort of see some similarity just from your i mean obviously i, I don't we've never had a cup of coffee or nothing like that <laughs> but from your online presence it seems <laughs> that you and molly you know the character in the comic you sort of have a bunch in common so you could have told me you wrote it and i would have believed it she's got a bunch of cats <laughs> she's an artist you know it was that input from you, or was that all Justine Prado and they just happened to find the right person in
1: you? Basically, my understanding of it is that Justine, she is a little bit of a cat lady as well, although I think I take I'm a little higher, her vow higher in the cat lady hierarchy than she is, because I have more cats than her. <laughs> I believe it. Um, <laughs> um, but basically, she kind of had this idea um, for... You know, the idea of a kid who's at well, a young woman, I guess she's not a kid anymore, mm-hmm. um, who's finished fine art school. She has no direction and incorporating the idea of the cat into it. Um, so that idea was kind of already floating around. And then when I sent in my portfolio, I had just done a it was like an, a gallery show that I did with some of my like uh, classmates from school. That was basically supposed to be focusing on just the general theme of cats. Ooh. Because we were all cat people, apparently.
0: I would love to have um, gone to that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, we did it at the Steam Whistle in Toronto. Because um, they do, like, basically, they'll, like, run different shows for, like, a month or so. So it's a pretty good opportunity for young artists. Um, but basically for my theme, you know, I had a bunch of other people who were doing the show who were, like, um, fine art background and stuff like that They were selling paintings for like 200 bucks Which is cool for them Not so cool for me Right? Because I was just like What the, oh, sorry. What the heck am <laughs> I going <laughs> to What the heck am I going to do for this That is like interesting So I ended up doing a series of I basically did like a call On my Tumblr and stuff like that To be like are you a person who has Cats and cool fashion Send me a picture of you in an outfit And with your cat and I'll draw you so I ended up doing, I think, like a series of 10 or 15 cat people. Um, it actually sold pretty well. I, it, it went better than expected. But that was really the thing that uh, my editor and Justine saw. And they were like, oh, you should draw cats for this story.
0: Oh, that's uh, awesome. That's like a – <laughs> what's the word? Like serendipity, serendipitous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and it's funny, again, because with this project, it's really been – big learning curve for me um just because you know i hadn't done any comics before i worked on it i had done the cat people series but i hadn't done i didn't draw animals a lot mm-hmm. so they were basically like you know may tell my editor was like when we were first talking she's like well you know um this is a character voice apparently i have to, <laughs> uh, she's like well you know um this is going to be a comic. It's going to be really background heavy. We want you to draw a lot of urban landscapes. It's set in LA and I didn't do any backgrounds. I never do backgrounds of anything. I was like, yeah, I could do that. draw backgrounds on everything.
0: Oh yeah. That's how you um, do it. You say, yeah, I can <laughs> and, do that.
1: Yeah. Basically just lie. <laughs> that's, that's the tip for working in an industry. Just lie about everything. Um, and, you know, she's like, can you, and we're going to be doing, there's going to be a lot of pets, so there's going to be a lot of, like, fun cat characters, and so I think you're going to be, like, really good at that. I'm like, yeah, of course. Oh, course. Totally. Even though yeah. I don't draw, like, any cats, but yeah, I can do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, again, kind of that, putting that trust in me, I guess, being like, I hope this girl pans out. <laughs> <laughs> like... um, and I think it went better than it maybe could have gone, so
0: oh yeah it's going great what kind of uh like feedback have you gotten Have you you know has, has it become a, a pretty popular uh project comic book people reaching out to you and stuff
1: yeah well i actually am um, i've been having kind of a little bit of an interesting time because honestly i don't know if it's just me i know that some people talk about being like oh i ink like five pages today," and i'm like oh my god are you serious like i can maybe ink one page in a day mm-hmm. and that's like an eight-hour day. Um, like it takes a decent amount of time for me to do my work. So right. um, I've been make like I've been doing well enough that I've been able to like basically pay the bills and have a decent amount left over at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try not to take on too much extra stuff on my plate. I'm working on like a some spot illustrations for a book. I'm doing that right now. Ooh. I'm on a pitch for a different comic. Um, that wrapped up about a month ago, uh, which is actually on my website. Oh, is uh, that the,
0: uh, the Fire Keeper thing?
1: Uh, yeah, that was with uh, Fred Kennedy. Oh, nice. Uh, who also has worked. He has a comic out right now called Fourth Planet. Um, he's actually a radio DJ up in Toronto for mm-hmm. 102.1 The Edge. It's uh, Fearless Fred. Oh, nice. Um, so that was pretty fun working with him. He's a pretty chill dude. Um, hey, Fred nice things about you when you don't even ask me to. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I worked on that earlier in the season. Um, I have another comic job in the works that is just another kind of indie publisher that basically I'm at the point where I signed an NDA and we're going to start on concepts soon. Um, as far as bigger people talking to, uh, I'm still kind of work in progress with that. I did do a Betty and like a cover. Um for the new Betty and Veronica series that's coming out.
0: Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's
1: awesome. (laughs) So that was really cool. Um, I, you know, I'm basically, I signed a piece of, like, paperwork that I'm, like, on their roster now, so I'm hoping that I'll get some other work through them Uh, because I do actually really like, um, for people who maybe aren't super big into, like, the superhero genre, but like graphic novels, the new, all-new Archie and Jughead, comics are actually really solid. Um, but Kind of different tones. I thought the Jug- I kind of like the Jughead one better, because it was funnier, but they're both really good. Uh, the Archie one has some art by uh, Piano Staples worked on it, and then it got handed off to Veronica Fish, who's actually somebody else who worked on an Emmett comic, which is pretty cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they're doing some interesting things right now, and I'm hoping to kind of be on the radar for other stuff. <laughs> um because I did really enjoy doing that cover. Um and I'd love to do uh more Betty and Veronica stuff for them.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean you definitely uh you got the uh the, the talents and the whatnot to do it. I love the <laughs> the art and everything that you're doing. And especially with the uh now with the comic. I'm so impressed that uh you was able to sort of kind of you know just figure out how to do comics so quickly.
1: <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's an impressive thing. They're like, hey you know, I'm like, hey, you do drawings and stuff pretty good. What about this other entire art form? Could you could you do yep. that? And you're like, yeah, sure. And then where And then you do it.
1: Yeah, well, and as I said, honestly, it was kind of sucky because for a while, um, we actually were at about like the year anniversary for working on Finding Molly, because um, I started last May, I think. Um, so for me, I know a year isn't like that long, but for me to have been working very steadily on my comic stuff and just my art style a year is like a really long time oh yeah so when they were like promoting the first issue still like a few months ago i was like oh my god i don't even want to like look at it it's so bad uh <laughs> so you, you know you got to promote it so you're like yeah yeah I'm hey bad.
0: check out this thing that you know i wish i could redo maybe
1: yeah but it, but it looks
0: fantastic though
1: well my backgrounds have gotten a lot better
0: the background yeah the backgrounds have gotten a lot good i remember you talking on your twitter she's saying like oh my goodness gracious i gotta do backgrounds now i don't know how to do that stuff but it's it's good you got all the uh the details and stuff it's uh it's inviting to look at some of them you just kind of look at the main action you know mm-hmm. and read what they're going on and and then you just move along but i always kind of like linger around and just check out what's going on you are good at the it sort of creating that mood and that scene there well and you know
1: what T- to be honest. With the time I put into the backgrounds, I kind of hope that people look at them. But I, I know for me, when I'm reading comics, I'll, like, blaze through it in, like, 10 minutes. And I'll be like, wait, I didn't actually look at anything. And I'll, like, go back. Um, so, you know, I can't really fault other people for doing that, too. <laughs> but um, it's funny because, again, you know, like a year ago even, um, so, like, 24 years of my life, I've, like, hated doing backgrounds. And they were too hard and I didn't want to do them. Um, and then I kind of didn't have a choice. And I actually really, really enjoy doing them now. So that's another good artist. Oh, that's good. Um, basically, you're going to, if you're working on something that you feel is not your strong point, chances are you'll work on it for 11 months and hate it and think that it's terrible and that you're not improving. And then you look at it in your 12th month and you realize you like it and you've actually improved a lot. Um, because for me now, it's like... Um, I, act, I used to be somebody who played The Sims a lot when I was younger. Oh, yeah. Um, that was like my video game I played. Um, and, you know, I bought stupid Sims 4 for, like, 80 bucks or whatever it was. And all I do is, like, a build a house and I play for, like, a day. And I'm like, oh, I don't play this anymore. Like, the fun part <laughs> for me is building a family in the house. Mm-hmm. So kind of being able to get that in my work now of being able to um, – think about it more of like, how is this like, first of all, what is the time period of this house? Where is it now? Who is living in the house? What kind of stuff would they have? What kind of furniture do they have? Like, do they have a distinct style? Is it kind of a mishnash? Is it like 90s parents? Um, so it's really is part of the character design for me now. Um, like basically before I start on a chapter, um, I create floor plans Um, so basically I know where everything is in reference to each other for each shot. And it also helps me just kind of plan the shots a little bit better Uh, because I don't have to be fudging around and being like, Oh, I think this is where this is or what is over here. Like there's no blank spots in my environments that I design.
0: Oh yeah. Not just Um, making that windows and stuff.
1: Yeah, no, everything is actually has a connection to each other. Like the rooms are connected and stuff. So it's probably way more work than I need to do, but. Um, I actually find it really fun so I like I'll spend like a couple hours on one panel sometimes just working on backgrounds so uh, it's good practice I think <laughs>
0: but you know, well, things have changed most definitely <laughs> since the beginning of <laughs> the, the background uh, you know the debacle back in the day like I't want to do the backgrounds but doing the floor thats that's interesting. I never really thought about that that would uh, that would sort of help you know kind of figure <laughs> out where everything was that's a good idea. That's a good tip if I ever start me up a comic book or something like that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, uh, I know that that wouldn't be, like, that maybe wouldn't help everybody, but for me, that's the thing that helped it click, um, it just helps me, because then I know exactly where everything is, but so it helps you visualize, um, it's the same thing with, it can be helpful to have character rotations, because then you're not guessing how the people look at different angles, like, I definitely, for the last couple of issues, I've definitely kind of had some, I don't want to say, like, stock expressions, but, like, um, I had like one panel where I drew Molly in profile that I really really liked. Mm-hmm. So it basically was like every time I had to draw him profile after that, I would kind of like take that drawing and modify it, like draw over top of it, but so it still had the same proportions and stuff.
0: Right, right, right. Uh,
1: which is I guess kind of cheating, but I drew the original drawing, so I don't feel that bad about no, it.
0: No, yeah, no, no, it's not fine. It's not you know <laughs> that's totally cool. You could do that. It's your thing. Do you do when you when you draw? Do you do do you like the pen and the papers, or is it the uh, computery things? You got one of them uh, tablet gimmicks, or what?
1: <laughs> I work on finding Molly with a mouse. No, I don't.
0: Be <laughs> that would now that would be impressive.
1: <laughs> um, I used to do a lot more penning stuff before. Um, the last year, I've really kind of phased it out. Um, basically, everything I do. I don't know if you saw me kind of saltily tweeting about this the other night, but um, <laughs> probably the question i get a lot and i'm sure a lot of artists get a lot um whenever i post something on instagram people are like how did you do this what do you use and i'm like i just want to like put in my bio so people stop asking (laughs) um i and you know what i know each individual person probably is like they're not being like a jerk or anything it's just like when you have like a million people ask once you're kind of like stop asking all right yeah
0: no i get those kind of questions and stuff all the time like uh, you know being the sock people ask me you know where's my twin and stuff i know what you're talking about
1: you like, you think you real funny, don't you? <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. um, <laughs> yeah, basically, um, I was working with Photoshop for a long time for my digital stuff, and I switched about the time that I started working on Funny Molly. I actually switched to a program called Manga Studio 5, it's also, I think it's also called like Clip Studio or Clip Paint.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, something. yeah. Yeah, I know that um, program.
1: Um, but I bought it, and it was called Manga Studio 5, so... Um, that is what I use for everything I was just using it for line work for a while but I finally figured out how to color in it um, because it's like the color wheel and some of the tools are very different from Photoshop so it took some getting used to whereas the line work was really intuitive to switch over mm-hmm. um, and honestly another pro tip for artists um, I would really recommend if you're working digitally it's a really good program to invest in I got it on sale for 70 bucks, um, and it's more than paid for itself um, oh, just a nice. uh, pressure sensitivity and everything is so much better. And it actually does have um, some comic resources in it because you know, it's called Manga Studio.
0: Right. So makes sense.
1: Make manga in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no. Honestly, it has made a big difference in my work because I feel like it—it it kind of registers the sensitivity and stuff of working traditionally, but you're doing it digitally. Um, oh, that's whereas Photoshop was a little bit clunky with that and it's way more expensive.
0: <laughs> yeah, most so. definitely. Well, yeah. i tell you, i tell you the reason that most people are, are going to ask you that is because they're like, Hey, what program is that? And then they're going to go and then you tell them and then they go, Oh, I'm going to go buy that one. And then they open up the program and then they're like, make me draw real good. Like Jen.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I always joke when I like first got it, um, because people would be like, what do you use? And i give them, like, a long, like, review of it, being like, this is awesome. You should buy it right now. And I'm like, Mega Studios And they're like, paying me to promote them. But I wish they did. Um, yeah, they should. Yeah, that's the other thing, kind of, I guess, being a little candid. And, again, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt when they kind of talk to me like this. Yeah. Um, There is also kind of the feeling, I guess, of when people are like, what programs do you use or blah, 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 and they kind of ask me for tips. Um, You know, I can tell them the easy answer is I draw on Manga Studio. But people will be like, how do you get your lines so clean? How do you blah, blah, blah? And, again, kind of being like, hopefully they're asking it nicely. But Mm -hmm. it always kind of has that undertone of what is the trick that you do? What is the magic thing that you do that makes you do this so easily? Yep. Um, and, you know, again, it's not, I put in generally, I'm doing like eight hours is like a short day. I usually do 10 to 12 hours a day, like six days a week. Um, oh, wow. I talk a lot of hours for my work. I'm so I'm practicing every single day. Um, if you look at my work from a year ago, even then, there's like a huge improvement. Um, but people don't want to do that. They don't want to hear. I practice for like, thousands of hours. Right. Um, and I draw from life. I draw from reference. I fudge around. I scrap a lot of stuff. Um, like, that's not the fun answer. <laughs> I guess people, I don't know what people think the answer is. That's like a magical answer. That's like really easy, but. Yeah, but that's the impetus of that question. Yeah. It's like, if you figure it out, you can tell me too about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. That sounds good. No, that's exactly right, because people don't... You know, you ask anybody that's good at something, they're like, how did you get so good? They're like, oh, i do it, like, a whole, whole, whole lot. <laughs> and I'm really good at it now.
1: Yeah. Basically. And then they're like,
0: well, oh, well, I was hoping to, you know, get better, like, tomorrow. So if you got anything, you know, any tips?
1: Well, and you know what? I get that. Um, because even with me now, I have kind of a weird, I guess, way of looking at my own work, because... And I've kind of always been like this with it, for better or for worse. It's like I kind of have this dual way of looking at it. Of, on one hand, I'm like, you know, every time I share something online, I'm like, this is the best drum ever. This is amazing. I can't wait for everyone to see it and be like, this is amazing. <laughs> but then, like, the next day, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so bad. <laughs> so it's like, on one hand, I'm kind of a jerk about my work and being kind of overconfident in it. But then I'm also super critical of it. Um, so I guess in a way that's kind of helped me balance it out. Because, um, you know, you're never, it's like anything. There's always going to be people who are better at it than you. There's always going to be people, be people who are worse at it than you. But at the end of the day, you know, I see a lot of other artists who are doing comics and illustration, and I'm like, oh, their style's so good. Like, why can't I just do that? But the thing is, is that somebody's already doing that like they're already making up doing that and why do you need to do it like that you need to find your own way of doing it and get a niche in it and get kind of like something special to you and that's what's going to make you successful Um, because you're not going to be happy if you're just trying to like do somebody else's work Um, you know you might be like oh well they have like 50 or 500k followers on Instagram the secrets of success must be drawing like them and it's like no, that's not the answer.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, no, that's no, that's true. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. Finding your own, <laughs> finding your own. That's good because there is somebody already doing that. So you got to find <laughs> your own kind of get. Man, that is good. That hit me right in the feels, Jen. <laughs> I like that a yeah, no. lot. Doing your own thing, you but are, the, but do <laughs> I? I was
1: just gonna say when you are somebody who works at home and you know you only talk to people through email. You have a lot of time to kind of be introspective, I guess, for better or for worse.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. But what you were saying about, you know, being, an, I think a lot of people that uh, that I know that are, you know, the creative types are sort of the same way. You've got that, you know, that duality, like you said, where you, you know, you do something and you're proud of it because, you know, you, you made it. If you're not proud of it, who's going to be, you know, your mama, I don't know, but you have to, you know, be your number one fan. But then... Like you said, you look at it the next day and you're like, oh, and then, you know, maybe you think in the ways that you could have done it better. with. It. But then well, now you're better because you looked at it. And then now, you know, the next time you do, you know, this sort of thing, you'll do it a mm-hmm. different way. And it's evolving your own personal little style, which I like be- that you said that because I look at your illustrations. I look at the comic and I'm like, you know what this reminds me of? And then I, I, <laughs> I'm i like, no, I don't know what it reminds me of.
1: <laughs> I had somebody. um actually I had two descriptions of my style and two different like interview things for funny Molly or like two different reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, one that I actually thought was really flattering, which might not be a good point of reference for you. Cause you didn't know who that star was, but, um, somebody said it looks like if Babscar had a sketchbook comic. So like her more rough work. And oh. for me, because I'm a big fan of that star, I'm like, wow, that's like an awesome thing to say. Um, and then somebody else said, it looks like Disney anime. And I'm like, hmm okay I get why you're saying that I don't know how I feel about
0: that (laughs) (laughs) well it's easy to talk about stuff Jen it's easy to you know I mean I can sit here in in this nice comfy chair and say this looks like this Like, oh well show me your comment but I haven't drawn any but that looks like that
1: yeah well I mean there's worse things that could be compared to I guess and to be honest I see why they would say that it was just like actually reading it, I was like hmm somebody else thinks that Okay. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this so you so you read? Do you try not to read the reviews, or do you want to read reviews of things, or what?
1: Uh, I actually, and maybe I shouldn't say this um, because it'll jinx me. So far, the reviews have been really nice. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, so, uh, I haven't had someone be like, "Oh, I this. I did have one person who commented on uh, Emmett's Facebook page when they were saying they're like, "Oh, like some updates about like." the release schedule or something like that Mm. and this one lady was like I don't find this comic funny when are you going to do another one (laughs) and I'm like okay (laughs) and it's like I guess not everyone that's another thing you kind of have to get used to is like um, not everybody is going to like your stuff but that doesn't mean it's bad that doesn't mean that there aren't going to be people who are going to like it and it's the people who do like your work that's going to give you money not the people who don't like it
0: right so, exactly and you, you know, know only, it, only a certain part of the population is gonna say anything about it good or bad
1: exactly yeah
0: uh, there's so, a ton of, ton of people out there that's you know if i didn't have this podcast i probably would have you know i don't know if i would have tweeted and said hey i like that thing or not you know and then i would have liked it and then you would have never known so i'm sure there's <laughs> you know tons of people out there
1: well and you know with my twitter i do um like i i basically um I've been focusing a lot more on Tumblr and Instagram for a while. And Tumblr is just a not great place sometimes.
0: Yeah, Tumblr can be mean.
1: (laughs) Um, And, you know, I was actually really active in that community for years. I probably was active on there for about five years before I decided back in November I didn't want to post on there anymore. Um, Just because I do a lot of, like, body positive kind of art. That has kind of tapered off in the last little while, but um, unfortunately, a large part of the reason was because people kept stealing it, um, so I, I went off of Tumblr. I was focusing more on Instagram, which I was having more success with anyways, and I was like, okay, I'm going to try and use Twitter again, because I'd had it for years, but not really used it, mm-hmm. and I told people on my Instagram, I'm like, if you want to actually be able to interact with me. I recommend following me on Twitter because I, I really do try to reply to comments and stuff on Twitter, whereas um, I guess this sounds kind of jerky. It's hard on Instagram for me right now, just because of um, kind of the number of people that I interact with on there.
0: Oh yeah. You got so, a ton of followers.
1: <laughs> so it's like, I have like, again, sounding jerky. I probably have like 25 unread messages in my inbox there of people just being like, will you draw me? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not
0: up. Um. No. No, no, it's not it's not jerky though. That's, I mean, that's just the way that it is. You you're a talented person and people are wanting to, you know, get the pictures and stuff like that. It's just, you know, it's just part of it.
1: Well, and you know what? I do really like doing commissions. Um so in a way I do feel sad that I, I don't get to do them as much anymore. Um but honestly it's like right now <sighs> I open commissions for honestly, like a few days back in March mm-hmm. uh, because the way my pay schedule worked, I was short for rent. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to like, I'll just like open it up for maybe a week and get a few people. And I may, I, I shut it after two days because I was like, okay, this is like way too many people. I need to like not take any more. So I'm really bad at saying no. Oh <laughs> Yeah. So
0: yeah. I'm the same way. Uh, that's a that's a pretty good thing to have, though. I mean, doesn't that make you feel good that so many people want to, uh, you know, want your no, want your style and stuff?
1: It definitely is good. And I mean, um, my husband is always like, well, you know, if I could work faster, I'd love to do it like once a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would also be nice for extra cash. But honestly, it's like I'm still working through the people I took on on March. Um, oh wow! Because it's like even if I do a commission like every couple of days. I'm still like, um, I'm doing other stuff, uh, that's taking up a lot of time. I can't work on a commission every day. So, you know, people have been really nice and patient about it that I haven't really had. I, I thought I'd have a lot more people being like, where's my drawing? Right, and right, like, right. Well, oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: that's good. That's good that the and peoples think, are being nice.
1: Well, cause I think it's like, they can see that because I'm posting stuff, they know I'm like, Working and I'm not just being a jerk. So.
0: Yeah, you're not just you know said, hey, look at me, I'm sitting by the pool, just hanging yeah. out and stuff. Yeah,
1: there's no pool sitting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Yeah, that's true. It's uh, man, I gotta tell you, whenever uh, I used I used to really like to draw and stuff a lot, and I, I used to think, man, that'd be that'd be cool to be able to draw for a living. But talking to you, Jim, it sounds like too much work.
1: <laughs> well, don't even get. I mean, I'm just talking about the art side of it. I'm also my own administrative assistant. I'm my own accountant. I'm my own like PR person. Um, I wear a lot of hats and like, I mean, if you talk to a lot of people who are freelancing, it's like you can spend like half a day doing administrative stuff some days. And it's lucky because I'm just like, I don't have time to do this. So Um, it's part of running any small business, but it is definitely, um, it's been a learning experience. Um, <laughs> doing your own classes is definitely a experience.
0: <laughs> uh, did they did they teach you any classes on stuff like that down at the uh, at the Seneca there?
1: Uh, it was maybe kind of dumb in college because <laughs> I actually took a program that specifically was like, there's like a business course in it. And um, to be fair, they may have explained it more thoroughly and I just like as I said it's kind of dumb because um, <laughs> basically in the class I heard something to the extent of also for contacts I'm in Canada um, so this is probably different in different places but um, mm-hmm. in Canada slash Ontario you don't have to pay GST taxes on your small business income until you hit 30k at which point you need to register for HST number and blah 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 um, but basically, when I heard that in school, what I heard was, you don't have to worry about taxes. And yeah, things. that's
0: what it sounds like to me.
1: And so I basically completely switched off and didn't pay attention after that. And what I didn't realize is that you have to pay income tax on anything you make. So that was um, a little goofy of me. Oh. And I've had to kind of relearn it on my own. Um,
0: you had to but- learn that one, you know, the trial by fire kind of deal
1: yeah well and i mean you definitely it you know it's something that me and my husband talk about a lot because it's like this is something that i wish like in high school they taught us
0: like, I don't know, they don't teach that in canadian high school no they don't teach it in american high school either i just i just always yeah. assume that canada does everything better so i, I don't know
1: <laughs> no and it's, it's ridiculous because it's like that's something that would be really useful um because you know it's like you just start making money and it's like if you just work for one other company and they send you like a T4 slip, it's pretty straightforward. But if you're doing anything else or like doing taxes for being in college is really hard.
0: Oh, <laughs> um,
1: really? My I basically just like my dad did them for me and I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, you have money rolling over. I'm like, wow, I have thousands of dollars rolling over. When do I get the thousands of dollars? And he's like, no you don't it's rolling over for your taxes i'm like i have no idea what that means i still don't know thanks a lot
0: dad you got me all excited for thousands of dollars
1: well especially when you're like a freaking like college student you're like oh my gosh there's like three grand coming my way and he's like no it's for your taxes and i'm like i don't what does that mean
0: that's not fair (laughs) no taxes don't get it i get it give me the bunnies
1: yeah although apparently um that's something that uh I I really should just get an accountant to do my taxes next year. Um, because, uh, up here we have a program that's like pro tax or something.
0: Um, yeah, we got that.
1: Uh, Supposed to, to be pretty like straightforward, and I think if you just have like a T four slip, it's pretty straightforward. But
0: yeah, for you, it'd be a little bit more complicated, <laughs> I believe. I yeah, don't. I, I'm no. I'm no expert on Canadian taxes by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination, but it sounds like it'd be a lot to pay for.
1: Yeah. Well. <laughs> You know, it's just one of those things of, if you can, like, prepare throughout the whole year, but I mean, you know what, it's, I've only been doing it for, like, a year, so it's all kind of a learning experience for me, and I'm kind of hoping to be, like, I'm just going to try and be more prepared next year. Yeah. Um, And hopefully I'll have more experience with it, too, so.
0: Yeah, you'll get it figured out.
1: That's definitely the thing of, you know, it's fun drawing for a living, but, there's definitely other stuff that you have to take care of that I'm just like, can I like, can somebody else do this for me? I don't want
0: to do it. You need to hire you a couple of assistants, but, but you got to, you don't know, you got to work it somehow where you could pay them. And I don't know, cheese sandwiches or something like that. You know what I mean? We don't have to give them money.
1: Cat snuggles. <laughs>
0: yeah. Cats. The, oh, there you go. Find somebody that, you know, really wants some cats to be petting. And say, hey, you could pet my cats a few, you, you know, just, uh, you know, answer these emails and do stuff like that. That might work well, out.
1: I know my mom has been telling me for years. She's like, you don't want to me be your manager. And I'm like, it's okay, mom. You don't. I don't need a manager. Yeah. Um, people keep telling me to look for an agent. Um, and I basically, there'll be people who are like, you should get this if you don't want to do the administrative slash job searching part of it. But then other people are like, don't do it. They take like, such a huge cut off of it. It's kind of a scam. And I'm like, okay, I guess I just won't do that then. No. Yeah. Um, what, what do you do? Yeah. But I mean, it's also, it's nice because from the point of view, like a year ago, I was, I had applied for some different agencies, uh, for illustration, mm-hmm. uh, just because like I probably for the first, like four months of last year, which, you know, looking back isn't that long, but at the time when you don't know what's going to happen, you're like, that can be a long time. Oh yeah. Uh, I did some like different, like kind of contract jobs that were like, I did like packaging design for a toy. I did, like, some stuff for, like, a card game. Um, like, stuff that I was kind of like, I'll do this job, but I don't really see it as being more, like, I don't really want to do more of this. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I didn't have other jobs coming in. And basically, since I've been very seriously working on Finding Molly and posting my comic stuff, um, because even if people don't like Finding Molly, I still feel it is a it has been a good thing for flushing my portfolio um, because it's something very easy for people to look at and be like, okay, this is what it looks like when she does comics. Right. Um, so that's kind of gotten me some other feet in the door for other work. Like, I basically haven't actively looked for work in like six months. Um, oh, that's good. just pretty nice. Um, which is so, from that point of view, I'm glad I don't, I'm not tied down to an agent.
0: Man, that is fantastic. I'm I'm loved. I'm happy for you. I know that uh, you know it's it's a lot of work and things like that. But you're uh, you know you you're doing your thing for a living. That's fantastic. You're not out there, you know, talking to them customers like you was before. Is it better than the customer? Is it better than the customer service?
1: Yes. Okay, good. <laughs>
0: there you go. Because <laughs> I've done I've done I may or may not have done a few customer service gigs myself, and that uh, that is not fun at all.
1: No. that was, make, I was- Sorry, as I was just gonna say, it's funny because, I mean, talking to me, you may not realize that my true passion is uh factory materials. But the company I worked at was like new and used factory and warehouse stuff. Oh man. And it was like not. I took the job because I needed it, but like, <laughs> it's one of those things of that was a job where I was doing a lot of twelve-hour days there as well, and I was not doing it happily. So even when You know, if I have a week that I work all seven days and, you know, I'm frustrated because I haven't gone through the pile that I want to do or I got feedback that, like, I'm kind of a big baby with feedback. So uh, I'll be like, oh, you didn't like it. And I'm like kind of grumpy about it. Um, (laughs) But like even on like a hard week for me doing this job, I don't. I've never been like, I'm going to go find another job. It's like I want to do this job as long as I can. And. I mean, that's the really great thing about it is like I feel I feel old because I'm twenty five, it's the oldest I've ever been. But realistically with art is like there's no time limit to getting to the industry. It's not something that relies on how young you look or anything like that. It's just if you started drawing today, you could have a career in this industry in five, ten years, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's reassuring because I'm hoping that I will kind of continue to do this and find other niches in the industry that I really like doing, and I can kind of just keep growing and have like a full career out of it.
0: Oh, that's a beautiful thing.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm loving all of that. That's a you're living the American dream in Canada. In Canada, <laughs> <laughs> that's lovely. So you, you're up there. You got to, you got your, your your nice husband, a house full of cats.
1: <laughs>
0: you're living the life, Jen. Yeah. Well. You do. You're doing fantastic work.
1: I've been very lucky.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're doing good work, man. It was it was so nice to talk to you. It's uh, we we've about to run out of time here, but uh, man, I'd love to I'd love to talk to you uh, later on down the road and see what else uh, see what else you're getting into.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully in six months or a year, you know, maybe I'll be like, oh yeah, Jen, working on a Gen comic or working on RT or working on blah blah blah, some yeah. other really cool thing that. You know,
0: don't even know about it yet. <laughs> yeah, that'd be... Oh, man, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'll be like... No, I had her on my podcast, and everybody would be like... Psh, no, psh, no. I'll not,
1: just be like... Not Jen
0: St. Is- the biggest <laughs> comic rock star throwing person in the world.
1: Oh, yeah. I do not hold out hope that people will pronounce my name right in No,
0: yeah, yeah, you can hang that up. You might... You can come up with just, like, a pen name. Just I'm Jen Smith.
1: Well, my alias is Princess Jen, so...
0: There you go. Which is your Twitter?
1: It's my Twitter and my Instagram. And I've had people call me that in real life at a few cons, so that was kind of weird.
0: How did did that feel when somebody calls you princess?
1: Yeah, well, because I had some people come up and be like, princess, damn! And I'm like, what's (laughs) what's happening?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a a clear indicator to be like, obviously, I only know you from the internet.
1: Yeah, This conversation's
0: only going so far.
1: It's a brand. I'm part of a brand. And oh, I know yeah. that sounds really weird, but it's part of the job that I
0: do. Part of the brand yeah, you gotta have a brand. Got if you're if you're working for yourself doing this thing, you gotta have a brand. My brand is I'm a sock, who's a cop? <laughs> and the old princess too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well maybe you should die get some blue hair. Maybe that would help as well.
0: Oh well, yeah, maybe so. Maybe the blue hair will help. I it and help. sounds
1: I feel like it helped. Anyway, so I will let you get back to your soft
0: business. <laughs> I'll look at that. Well, I will let you get back to your drawing business. Thank you so much for talking to me.
1: <laughs>
0: Thanks so much. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Let's play the siren for the first time. Called. Here we go.